you ever uh, experienced what you're going through injury-wise as, as you have this season? Like, it seems like, especially on the offensive line, you just keep losing somebody each week. Yeah, you know, we've had a real mix of guys playing for us. Uh, but again, the biggest thing we have to do is focus on us and, and getting everybody ready to play. And, and a real credit to the, to the players, not only the linemen, but the receivers and the running backs, all those guys who have come in, backup players, having more of an extended role. They're prepared, they're ready, and, uh, and they're trying to embrace the opportunity. And uh, the, the guys who are banged up are working hard to get themselves back as quickly as they can. But uh, when you have a different combination of guys playing, you just got to figure it out and try to make it work. Kadarius so early in last week's game. He was off to a good start in the game. I think he had three catches in, in, in six plays, and unfortunately we lost him, and we have some plays for him, obviously throughout the game plan and all the different situations that go away, and then we have some plays where we just put somebody else in, and, and, and they do that. And uh, again, the biggest thing is everybody has to be prepared. You have to be ready to respond. Can you look at, you look at Daniel? It was obviously a rough day. I know you go over you know, every mistake and every good play, but do you want him to take the approach of just chalk it up as a bad day, you know, throw it away, or how, how do you guys approach that? Yeah, you know, Daniel's play, he's played really well for us. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about he's improved greatly from probably the middle of last year on. He was off to a really good start this year. He's done a great job taking care of the ball. Uh, he had two uncharacteristic decisions. Uh, that, that led to interceptions in that game. Uh, the third interception, you know, the receiver slipped down. That was going to be a big chunk play for us. Um, but, you know, you, you just have to learn from those experiences, what was going through your mind, what you saw, and, the, and, then, you, and then you forget about it. And, uh, you know, that's something that he does a really good job of. Uh, he, he's critical of himself, and then he's able to move on, and that's something he has to do in this area. You say on character decisions, was he just fooled on those? Is that kind of what you're... Uh, not really. I, I just, you know, th there were fairly simple, basic plays and reads, and maybe he got something into his head. He saw something that wasn't there instead of just kind of going through what the progression is and, and making the right throw. And again, that happens. Uh, that, that happens to quarterbacks. They have the ball in their hands every play. And uh, I think he's made great strides in that area. Unfortunately, we had a couple the other day that went, that went the other way. And again, you learn from them and you move on. What's the best way to protect an offensive line that is struggling, like as far as scheme-wise? Yeah, I think there are a number of different things you can do. Uh, running the football certainly helps the protection, throwing it quick, moving the quarterback, having extra guys protect and getting guys out to get them open quickly. There's a variety of things you try to do every week to help your offensive line. Teams do it all around the league. And then you just got to try to settle in with some of the things that fit best for your team. What was your approach in Dallas when you went through losing stretches and adversity. As a head coach, what was your approach and what have you observed about Joe? Uh, not, not really my place to comment on Coach Judge. You know, I think the biggest thing we all try to do when you have some tough times is just kind of settle back into what you need to do each day uh, to coach your best and to play your best. And, and each day of preparation leads to an opportunity to play your best on Sunday. And so if you can get everybody focused on this, what we need to do right now, I think that's what gives you the best chance. And really it applies to life too. I don't want to get philosophical, but somehow you have to learn from your past experiences. Don't worry about what's next. Focus on what you do, the task at hand right now. And I think that's what gives you the best chance to have success individually and collectively. What, what have you observed about Joe during this stretch? Again, not my place. Not not my place to, to to make any comments on that. But collectively, as an organization, that's what we're trying to do. Every coach, every player, and Joe's our leader. Has done a really good job of that. Jason, what's the ripple effect of 
losing Andrew Thomas because obviously it's I think anybody who watches film can see that you've had to help the other tackles more than you helped him and the New Orleans game was your most downfield aggressiveness when he was shutting off the pass rush so what's the ripple effect of not having him yeah the, the positive is Andrew is really developing into a, into a heck of a good player and, and I think we've all seen that uh, he has a challenge every week when you play left tackle Every week you put the tape on, there's a great rusher over there that he's got to go against. And I think he's responded really well to that. Uh, again, probably from the middle of last year on, you start to see him settle in and playing at a very high level. And you know, when a player like that goes out, that, that has an impact on you. But again, the mentality is the next guy goes in. You know, Matt Pert goes in there and plays. He's a young player. He's going to get better the more he plays. So uh, again, you're always trying to address what the issues are up front and try to help whenever you can. And sometimes the guy's got to block them, and that just part that's just part of the deal. Andrew's been a good player for us. He'll be back quickly, uh, but we're excited about Matt and Nate uh, playing tackles for us. Those guys will do a hell of a job. How good is this front that Carolina brings? Really good. They're really good on defense. Uh, the, the defensive line is excellent. They got very good outside pass rushers. They're strong and stout inside with playmakers. The linebackers can run. They're good cover guys on the back end. They're opportunistic. They play fast. When you watch them play on tape, you know their defense it leaps off the tape. Uh, how they play. So it'll be a great challenge for us in all three phases. When you guys are prepping, obviously they haven't had Gilmore yet, but a player of that caliber. When you guys are putting together your plan, do you have to do a, if he's here, this is what we have to gear around, or you yeah. just kind of focus on the scheme? Well, they have a lot of really good players, again, at all three levels uh, of their defense, and he's certainly been one of the best players in the league at his position uh, throughout his career. So uh, you know, the biggest thing we have to do is focus on us and playing at a high level, but you certainly have to be aware of a player like that and, and come up with a plan uh, You know, if he is playing. But got great respect for him. He's been a really good player for a long time. What is Eli Penny giving you as a runner, and are you going to try to continue incorporating him into? You know, you know Eli's proven that that it can be a versatile guy. His position is fullback, and uh, you know, whenever he's been in that role, he's done a good job. Particularly some of the short yardage runs, he's done a good job with that stuff. Uh, but but you know, when Saquon is out and Book's playing, you know, Eli comes in and, and does a good job as a runner. And I think he's proven that at different times throughout his career. We have a lot of confidence in him doing that. He's a bigger back. Uh, he's physical, he finishes runs, but he also is athletic and has good feet.